Welcome to LMK How. I'm Lauren. I work in the PR space and love immersing my life with knowledge from mental health to wellness to beauty, along with all things trendy. I interview people from all different industries while also including solo episodes about the things that interest me. I'm stoked to have you here. Now let's get to the episode. Grace Grosha was born in San Jose, California and moved to Citrus County, Florida at the age of 10. After moving to Florida, it was always her desire to make her way back out to the Golden State. After getting accepted into her dream school, San Diego State University, she moved back out to California to start her college career. Unsure with what she wanted to get her degree in, she bounced around her freshman year switching majors four times before she discovered that sustainability was a major at SDSU. She quickly came to find her passion and purpose as she began learning more about what being sustainable meant. After graduating in 2018, she worked at Snooze, a local breakfast joint in San Diego, as a waitress, bartending in the mornings, then working at Juneshine, an all-organic hard kombucha bar at night as a booch tender. Eight months later, she got promoted to a full-time job at Juneshine, working as the field marketing manager. She hosted Juneshine events all around San Diego, as well as assisted in festivals and activations. In March 2020, when the pandemic hit, all the events and festivals got postponed or canceled. Since field marketing was no longer a position, Grace transitioned jobs within Juneshine to the operations manager for their direct-to-consumer business. Grace has also launched a health and wellness blog this year where she shares a raw and authentic lifestyle of someone who has struggled with health issues their whole life. She shares health and wellness tips, sustainable practices, gut-friendly recipes, and more. So the first question I like to ask um, of every guest is, what's one thing you like to do for yourself every single day? I personally love slow mo- slow movement. I When I wake up in the morning, I like to just move my body, whether that's like a 15-minute walk or a light Pilates flow, just something to get my body going. And it's something that I like to do for myself, where I have the mind-body connection while working out. Before, I used to, like, wake up and go straight straight to my computer, but then I would get such bad anxiety from the workload, and I would get so overwhelmed. But if I just take that small amount of time for myself and just breathe and allow me to ease into the day instead of, like, jump-starting into it, I found that my days just go so much more smoother and my anxiety is way lower. So I love, love, love movement. And then just going outside and seeing the sunlight, it helps just me get in the circadian rhythm. And I also notice I sleep better at night when I get up, get light light movement and see the sunlight. So nice. What are some of the like workouts you like to do? Like the slow movement workouts? Before COVID, I was a big F45er. So it was that high intense hit and my body just hated it. Everyone's body is so different, but I was just so stagnant and you do these hard workouts and then I personally would crash afterwards and I feel like I was exuding all my energy to this workout. But once COVID hit and everything closed down, I kind of got in a frenzy and I'm like, what do I do without my F45, without my hit? And I personally do not like running. I've tried to get in it so many times and it's not for me. So um, I stumbled upon um, Melissa Wood Health. She has an online platform for Pilates and yoga and it's only $10 a month. And 
she releases new videos every Monday and Friday. So I started doing that and getting in the rhythm of that. In the beginning, it was hard to get myself on the mat at home. But once I got there and did a light workout, I felt so much better. And when I started getting more and more consistent with it, I started seeing more improvements within myself, just within like mentally mostly. And even if I can only commit to five minutes a day, it's better than nothing. And that's what I like about working out from home. There is no excuses. You can cram in five minutes anytime. But recently I started doing Tasha's workouts. She started off on YouTube and she would release free videos on YouTube, but she just recently launched a platform and hers is $20 a month. And she releases meditation and workouts and she does Mondays and Fridays as well. And she also has a weekly schedule. So I kind of just follow her schedule and she has like a seven minute booty, which is so nice. You don't need any equipment. And then she has like five minute arms and then short abs. So sometimes if I don't feel like doing anything, I'll cram it in after work just to get something done. But um, I really, really like the online platforms. It's definitely something that's more accessible and it's way cheaper. Like F45, I was paying a ridiculous amount and it was only committed going to like three or four times a week. But now with Pilates, I can go seven days a week and it's way cheaper and it's way more accessible. So I've been loving the yoga and then Pilates. It's so nice. And do you feel like for those workouts, you're not like burnt out? It's more of like a... Like, how do you feel compared to when you were doing at 45? Yeah, so it's like these really small parts of my body. When I'm doing the workouts, they hurt, not hurt, but like you can feel them working so much where it's like all these little movements and the repetitions. Um, but it's not like strenuous. Like I'm not sweating. I'm not exhausted. My heart rate's not up, but you like feel your muscles and you're like, holy cow, I can't do another rep, but you just keep going. But I like that better because I'm more connected to what I'm working on. Like when you're doing a booty workout and you're lifting your leg up and you can feel it in your booty. But before when I would be doing F45 and all these random workouts, I had no idea what I was actually working on. Um, so I love the little small movements and you can do it and not be super sweaty. And so like you can even do it midday and be fo- totally fine. But it's a more strenuous workout. You have to shower afterwards. And, but I think, like I said, everyone's body is so different, but I think the slow movement for myself is just something that's really worked. It took me so long to figure it out, but, um, I personally love it so much. That's amazing. I mean, I've heard so many good things about Melissa Wood Health and also like Tasha. So yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I love also Melissa, like her being like a mom and like just like a badass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> badass. Yes. She really is. And she's so vulnerable on Instagram, which I like. She's just not showing like everything that's perfect. She shows like the tough sides of being a mom and to having a startup. And um, she has a lot of help from nannies and stuff. And she's super super transparent about that like she'll post a dinner and be like I didn't cook this my nanny did so I love that about her and her she has a great story as well she was a model and did all these intense workouts and didn't see any transformations and when she started slowing down and really connecting with her body she started seeing transformations so it's it's nice to hear that type of story and then 
because when you're in the width of working out so intensely, it's hard to see that you can slow down and see transformation. So that's how I originally found her. And I'm like, wow, this is possible. Yeah, no, I agree. Have you heard uh, any of the episodes that she's like been a guest on? Yes, yes. Um, I've originally heard about her from uh, the Blonde Files podcast. Um, yes. So when I heard her on there, that's when I started because um, I like heard about her a little bit, but then listening to her podcast, I really fell in love. So then that's when I started subscribing to her. But yeah, it's it's cool to hear someone's whole story on a podcast. It makes you like feel more connected to them. And even like when she talks about her relationship, her husband and like the journey they've been on, like with that, it's, I don't know, it's so said like you feel more connected yeah. to her. Yeah, it's so raw. You work at Juneshine. Yes. <laughs> Tell us the journey about that. it's kind of a crazy story so it was in college it was senior year and Juneshine was just opening up um their hard kombucha bar in North Park San Diego and um, my best friend was out in a bar in PB and she met Albie Lair who's a professional surfer and he mentioned to her about Juneshine how it was opening up and he told her all about it and told her she should apply and stuff. So she actually applied and got the job as a booch tender. And then as it started to grow, they had more positions open up. And so I applied and got the job. And in the beginning, I was only a booch tender. So I was just behind the bar pouring drinks and I was still in college. And I was also um, working as a waitress and a bartender at another restaurant. So it's kind of nice. I was doing mornings at a breakfast place and nights at Juneshine. And then once I graduated college, um, I kept working. And then it was about six months after um, they offered me a full-time position. And it was still when the company was really small. I think I was the 10th employee. Um, and it was field marketing manager. So it was all the events and activations in San Diego. And it was really cool because we were such a startup. It was kind of so brand new. So with my boss, we really got a make it our own and all these different activations I was interested in, whether if it was health or wellness or pairing up with like a local nonprofit, um, just putting together events there. And then um, once COVID hit in March last year, there was obviously no more events and activations. So what Juneshine did to stay afloat was we launched direct to consumer. So instead of people only being able to go into liquor stores or grocery stores, they can now go online and order Juneshine from our website and get it shipped to them in one to two business days. So by doing this, we were able to pivot our whole business model. And during this time where a lot of people weren't out restaurants or weren't out at restaurants ordering Juneshine, they were able to get it online. So once that launched, I kind of switched gears and I started by just packaging the boxes and helping with the back end stuff. Um, and then eventually, as it continued to grow, I switched positions to the direct-to-consumer operations manager, which I'm so thankful that they gave me this opportunity because I have no background in operations, and it was something that was totally brand new to me, especially e-com. It's just a totally different beast, but um, they gave me the chance to prove myself, and I, I'm definitely learning still. I have a lot more to learn, but 
I have such a great boss that helps me learn the whole back end of operations and the direct to consumer business model is only continuing to grow and we actually just launched nationally so you can ship to 45 states um, which is awesome and I honestly love operations I never thought I would be an operator I didn't even know what that was before this but it's totally different and steps me outside my comfort zone which I like versus doing events and such a social butterfly that it wasn't that difficult for me but now this is like really challenges me and it's a lot more excel and spreadsheets and logistics than just like being social um but it's challenged me in new ways and I'm getting to learn from the ground up what it's like to start um, to launch an e-com direct-to-consumer business. So it's been super, super great. I'm honestly so thankful to have switched positions and just learned a totally different new job. What's the difference of a day in the life in your old position versus your current position? So a day in the life in my old position, oh man, <laughs> it was crazy. So it was depending on what I was doing for the day. So it was either going into liquor stores and um, grocery stores and merchandising. So going and putting up shelf talkers, repositioning the product. So all the June shine was facing forward. Um, or it was doing demos. So going into Whole Foods and sampling the product. Or it was going into events and going to, say, for instance, going into a little shop like Mimi and Red and sampling June shine at the boutique. Or I was doing activations, like we were at Cross and um, different stuff like that. So it was always on the go. Like I never knew what was going to be for the next day because it was always changing, which was nice because I was always all over the place and no day was the same. But it was a lot of energy and you just were constantly on the go. And because events are all the time on the weekends, it was working seven days a week, basically. And granted, I really did love it. And I love June Shine so much that it didn't feel like I was dragging my feet to get out of bed to go do this stuff. But now that I've switched positions, I realize how nice it is to be in like a steady flow. And now it's like, I typically get up around six, six thirty, And then I like to go for a small walk um, just to see the sunlight and then do some light movement. And then I usually get to my computer around eight, eight thirty, And then I have meetings all day, every day, basically, but then um, I'll work all day and then get off around 5, 5.30 and then do it again the next day. But it's but it's nice because um, I just study in one position, even though, like, I loved going around so much. It's nice to be like, okay, I'm here and this is where I'm staying for the day. Um, but that was a bit of adjustment in the beginning for me being behind a computer all day every day when I was used to going out but now that I've settled in I really do enjoy it amazing and also you just recently started a health and wellness blog so would you say that with this new position it gave you more space to do so exactly yes so now when I get off work because now I get off around 5 5 30 and now I'm like, wait, I have a few hours to do something where before I was working till late and I was so exhausted. And so I've always had this passion to launch a health and wellness blog because I've been through so much in the health space. I've been chronically, had a chronic illness um, at the age of 10 and I've seen 
so many doctors, been on so many supplements and spent so much money that I wanted to be a resource to anyone out there struggling. And I know every story is different, but I wanted to just voice what I was going through, especially when you're battling health issues, you sometimes feel alone. Um, And so I wanted to launch something to connect with others and build a community. And now when I get off work, I can use my time to work on the blog versus before I would just be too exhausted. Um, And I needed more hobbies, to be honest. I don't do, I like working out and um, I like cooking, but my boyfriend, he likes surfing and skateboarding and he has too many hobbies. And I'm like, shoot, I don't have anything. I need something to utilize my time. Um, and so that's when I launched it. And it was so fun learning the back end of like building a website and then just like curating my own aesthetic. Um, but I've loved it so much. In an ideal world, I would have more time to work on it because I don't allocate that much time to it. But I think as I get it down more, I'll be able to allocate more time. But now it, it takes me a while to figure out like exactly how I want to write the blog post. And um, I think as I continue to do it more and more, it'll get easier. But it's been so fun. I love it so much. That's cool. No, I also love it. <laughs> I'm like also a huge fan. <laughs> and of course, the aesthetic is on point. But I would Thank not you. like even your aesthetic right now in your background, like all white got the tree I'm like I'm like of course (laughs) of course how would you describe your blog to people who um maybe you've like never met and you're like it's my new thing yes so I like to say it's a I provide a raw and authentic lifestyle and so I share stories and struggles I'm going with in the health and wellness space but then I also share gut-friendly recipes When you do have gut issues, it's hard to find recipes that won't irritate your gut. So I'm always in the kitchen. It's one of my passions is cooking. So I share recipes there. And I also graduated from San Diego State with sustainability majors. So I'm very into sustainability. So I share tips and tools about being more sustainable. Um, It's kind of like an all around curated lifestyle, I would say, but I really am like to be vulnerable on it and don't like to hide anything so I like to share what I'm going through like for instance um, I just got off birth control recently and that's kind of a taboo topic and a lot of people aren't talking about it but it is becoming more and more talked about it and there's a lot of side effects to birth control that aren't talked about and as I continue to learn more and more about it it just opened up my eyes so I wanted to share with my community what I was going through, the side effects I felt, and how I gradually got off of it. Um, So it's just different things that I'm going through, different things that I'm trying. Um, I just share stories and little tips and tricks, but it's super fun. There's no, like, I don't have too much structure behind it besides, like, what I like talking about and what relates to me. But, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. I hope I hope I continue to grow it, and I hope in the future it's it's reaching a wider audience because I've struggled so much that I just want to be a voice to people struggling and try to connect with others. Definitely. I mean, I feel like I see a lot of not a lot, but more and more content coming out about birth control and balancing your hormones and getting your hormones checked and like stuff like that. So 
I was kind of curious about your birth control journey and like getting off it and how you're like what steps you're taking to do that yeah so I was honestly so afraid to get off of it I was on it for about five years and I had really really bad hormonal acne right around my chin and my mouth and the only thing that cured it which didn't actually cure it's just a band-aid um, was birth control so it cleared up my face and so I was like oh my gosh this magic pill how lovely um, and I didn't have to think about it. It's just a little small pill you take every day. But then I started getting more and more side effects. Like my sleep was really messed up. I was having really bad night sweats. I had super bad migraines. My weight was fluctuating so much. And just something inside me was like, you need to get off this. You need to get off this. And I kept putting it off to the side. And as I started seeing more natural prep doctors, they're like, you know, you should really get off of it. And, but I was so afraid of my face breaking out. Um, but I read Dr. Jolene Brighton's book. Um, it's called The 30-Day Pill Guide, I think. Um, and she gives you, she goes over exactly what the pill is doing to your body and how to get off of it in a 30-day protocol. And so I just wanted to be as knowledgeable as possible before getting off of it. So I listened to a lot of podcasts with her featured in it or any sort of female expert in this space. Um, and then one thing that I have to say was what helped me the most was taking supplements before getting off of it. I've heard of people that just get off a of cold turkey and they have really harsh side effects, but my journey was in such an ease. But you want to start taking supplements. Personally, this is what I did 30 to 60 days before. So I started taking supplements like turmeric and a woman's daily vitamin and zinc and copper and omega-3 and you don't have to go all in like I did I'm just super when I like to do something I go all in and there's no like half-assing it so I started taking all the supplements and I actually bought them off her website and she's a trusted source because sometimes it could be iffy with supplements so I actually only did 30 days before I started taking all these supplements um and then she also has a detox on her website that you can purchase and it's just pills and a protein powder that you take. And it's not like you're on this juice cleanse or anything crazy. It's just adding more into your diet. Um, and in the 30-day protocol, you do eliminate dairy and you eliminate grains and sugars. But you're just trying to get your body as prepared as possible because it's going through a major change. So I did that as well. And my transition was so easy. And I, I feel bad because a lot of people aren't that way but I think it just goes to show if you put in the work you get the return and um I felt immediately better like my energy levels like through the roof I was just genuinely happier before I was like kind of felt like a gray cloud was just covering over me and I didn't know what it was I had the worst headaches those went away my sleep got better and it was just I'm like why didn't I get it off sooner but I think I still have some work to do with balancing my hormones. I haven't gotten my period back and it's been about two months. And so that's something I need to work on. Um, but I am working with my doctor to get it back. I think that's such a wonderful thing we have as women. I think it's so powerful and you're so connected with your body when you do have your period. And when you're on birth control, it's a fake period. You're not actually getting your period. Um, so that's something I do really want to gain back just so I have that connection with my body. So that's like the next thing 
I'm working on health-wise is regaining my period back. But I think just with time, probably in another two months, I'll get it back. But um, I'm looking forward to that. No, that's – I'm literally like, I want to do that. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. Um, does your doctor specialize in this? And, like, are they kind of, like, geared towards holistic um, – medicine yes yeah exactly so I was always seeing um, a western doctor I was going to Kaiser for my whole entire life but then when I started struggling with gut issues I went to Kaiser and they're like yep you have IBS try working out more and I'm like how is that gonna help me and so I didn't even know what an naturopath doctor was and I was just googling one night at like 2 a.m like gut doctor gut something help me out and I found um, a local San Diego naturopath called the Gut Healer or Studio Be Well. She kind of has both names and she is all naturopathic. So what that means is she doesn't prescribe Western medicine. She prescribes supplements. Um, that's all natural. And so she did a full panel of work on me and diagnosed me with um, SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth as well as like liver dysfunction and my adrenals were really messed up and then also hormonal imbalance. So she kind of has a broad spectrum of everything. And so she um, doesn't specialize in hormones, but she's dealt with it a lot. So she's kind of guided me into what I should be doing. And she's kind of paralleled it with the gut issues I struggle with. And um, so she was the one person that was like pushing me most, like you should get off this. Um, and she's helped me guide which supplements I should be taking, which regimen I should be going through. So I think definitely seeing an osteopath doctor is helpful with this because when I first went on birth control, they didn't tell me any of the side effects. I think that's very common. They just hand you the pill and then they're like, yep, that's it. And you think, oh, oh, this is dandy. This is just a little pill, nothing to worry about. But um, osteopath doctors just have so much more in-depth knowledge about it um so I really enjoy and another cool doctor is like functional medicine doctors so that means they're western and um naturopaths so they can prescribe supplements as well as pharmaceuticals um so I have another doctor I see with that as well because my gut is really bad so I'm seeing a SIBO specialist in LA who does both and I've had to take pharmaceuticals recently, and I think there's definitely a time and place for them, but just understanding why you're taking them and if it's just a Band-Aid or if you're actually healing your body by taking them. Um, but everyone's case is so differently. You kind of just have to go through the motions to see what works for your body. But I definitely think there's a time and place for both. Also, like getting off birth control, what is it like? Like what's the process like while also being in a relationship? That's a tricky one. <laughs> that is something <laughs> that is something I struggle with. <laughs> that was also a scary part for me. Um, and it's obviously a conversation I had with my boyfriend, but he knew how bad I want to get off of it. But it is a learning curve because um, when you're on birth control, you don't have to think twice about it. And it's so nice and it's so easy. But now with getting off of it, I do have to be way more careful. And I have to actually think. But there's so much methods out there. So what I'm doing is the daisy period tracker. So you take your temperature every single morning and then it actually, it takes a while to get synced with your body. So I'm not there yet. It takes about four months, but 
it'll tell you if you're ovulating or not because there's only five days you can actually get pregnant. I think it's like five to seven. Um, but your body with this Daisy tracker has to get more in tune to when you are ovulating and when you aren't. So it'll show like red days where you should definitely wear a condom or don't have sex. And then there's like um, orange days where it's like, um, in the danger zone and then green days when you don't have to worry about it. And it's super, super effective. But right now my body's not in the rhythm. So I also obviously have to be super safe. Um, but that was definitely one of my concerns getting off of it. But as I did more research, there's so many different tools out there. Like natural cycles is a really awesome one as well. And I have a few friends using them and they have success stories. So that's when I decided to officially go off and start utilizing a hormone period tracker, which is the temperature reader, which is super cool. Um, but you have to remember to take your temperature every morning. I was bad about that in the beginning. <laughs> like, would you say your close circle is also um, into like these type of practices as well? Yes, definitely. I, I have a few friends that are still taking birth control and then some that have recently got off of it and then some have that have never taken it. So it's been nice to connect with different people along the journey, people that have recently got off of it. And what was so awesome was that I posted on my Instagram about it and so many people reached out. So I was able to connect with a lot of people because it is so scary in the beginning. Um, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what to do. So um, it's nice that I've had friends along the way with all different paths and I like to be a voice to my other friends that are on it and still struggling it's like you can't do this it gets better um but yeah it's definitely nice that some of my close friends are into the same practices and have gotten off of it would you say that like do you see a pattern within like age ranges of people who are getting off birth control yes so I think it's super super common to get on it young I mean most people get on it between 15 and 18 because you go to the doctor and it's not even that you're using it to stop having a baby it's mostly like you go into the doctor and you have really bad cramps you have acne you have PTOS and then they just automatically prescribe you this instead of just looking at the root cause it's a great band-aid but it'll never cure the actual problem. And eventually you're going to have to get off of it unless you never want to have kids. But, um, and I think most young um, females are on it. I feel like until they're like 23 to 25, when me personally, I started thinking about my future and I'm like, I don't want to ever jeopardize not being able to have kids. And I know I'm not connected to my body enough hormone wise because before I got on birth control, I never had regular periods. I didn't get it till freshman year of college. And then I went nine months without it. And then I got it once and then went six months without it. And I really want to have kids one day. So I wanted to get this right now before it's too late. And so I think when in your like mid to late 20s is when most people start to get off it. And I think it's becoming more known and there's more resources out there. So more and more females are getting off a bit. Um, but I think if you're using it for the right reasons, that's great. Like if you're using it literally to prevent not having a baby. That's awesome. But if you're using it to just put a bandaid on something, like for me, it was acne, then I definitely think getting to the root problem is 
definitely beneficial because you're going to have to do it eventually. That's how I saw it for my acting. Like eventually I'm going to have to do this. I might as well do it now. Actually, my thought was we're in COVID. I don't see that many people. If my face breaks out super bad, oh, well, um, now's the time to do it. But overall, it's been super great and super easy. I know I still have some work to do hormone wise, but it's been good. What was like the breaking point that made you really just be like, nope, I'm done. Like there has to be another way. Like I'm not taking birth control anymore. Um, what really put me over the edge was that I am still struggling with gut issues and I've been struggling for many, many years now. And I've seen so many doctors and paid so much money, taken so many supplements and my SIBO specialist, he was like, you really got to get off this because it affects your gut microbiome. Um, and I've tried everything for my guy. I've been on numerous supplements, done everything. And I'm like, if this is the one thing that's been holding me up from completely healing, granted, I have gotten a lot better gut wise, but I'm still not there. So if I'm doing everything else under the sun to heal my gut, but I'm still taking this pill, then I, I need to take the one extra step to get off of it and see if that's what was causing the issues. But I just got to my wit's end with these gut issues and when I really started to think about it all these side effects that I was having that I was kind of putting on something else was actually birth control that was giving me these side effects because right when I got off of it all these things just alleviated um so I'm so happy I did but it, it does take time to get there I know it took me like I was thinking about it for over a year and just finally I got I got done with it but it's not easy. I will say that it's not something that can be taken with a light heart. It, it does take time and you do have to invest and really commit to it. But I think once you do do it, you feel really good and you get the return back. If someone were to come up to you or just, or even like, like DM you on your blog, um, what would you recommend as like the first steps to getting off birth control? I would say, learn as much as you can. So I would say all the information is out there. Podcasts are free. I would look up podcasts, Jolene Brighton. You can just type her name into the podcast search. She's a great resource. Um, and then I would just start listening more. I would take notes on what supplement she said to take. I would take notes on just any information she would give. Also, she has a great book. And then there's also another book called In the Flow. Um, that talks about but the first thing I would do is learn as much as you possibly can and that might take a few months but do that um if you can't afford supplements I would start supplementing even if it's just maca powder that helps regulate your hormones even if it's just turmeric that's an anti-inflammatory and a woman's daily supplement those are like the three that I think really helped um even prenatals are super good they have a ton of nutrients in them you don't have to be having a baby to be taking them. Um, I would do that. And then I would really get in tune with what um, symptoms you're having. I would write them down before getting off of it. So you can kind of check in with your body before and see exactly what you're having. And then I would try to eliminate as much processed foods from your diet as possible um, I did stop drinking alcohol for 30 days, which I know is not easy for some people. And then I would cut out dairy because dairy is super inflammatory. Um, and then I would start because it's not something that 
you can just take like three pills once a week or three pills one week, you kind of just have to stop it. So then I would stop taking it and then just stay in tune with your body. I would journal every day how I was feeling um, and then just watch your process along the way because I think doing that makes you realize like all these symptoms you were having, you can look back on and how you're feeling now will help you realize the process. But I think definitely getting as much knowledge as possible, taking supplements if you can afford it, and then really cleaning up your diet is great ways to get off of it. And um, if you do have a doctor that you trust and you can talk to about this, I think definitely talking to your practitioner is definitely something that would be helpful. But I think everyone's body is different. But I love that there's so much information out there. There's so much knowledge. And even just connecting with people that you know have been off of it and connecting with them and seeing what their journey was like and if they have any tools and tricks that really helped me too. I feel like also for me personally a lot of the people in my life who are getting off birth control are on the route of get like trying to trying to get pregnant and I feel like (laughs) um, a huge like thing that I'm seeing within those people are um, the pattern of getting their hormones balanced and whether that's through acupuncture or so does your naturopath um give you any advice about balancing your hormones or are you kind of like not at that like specific stage yet like how does that work also with um getting off birth control your gut health healing and like everything like in line Yeah, so when I first started seeing my naturopath, my adrenals and my cortisol levels were through the roof. So she was like, you really got to slow down here because I was so on the go, 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 like I was saying. So that's when I started incorporating more slowing down, which helped a lot. But my number one thing that I love so much, and I wish everyone had the ability to do it, and if you have the resource to do it, 100% do it, is acupuncture. Um, I've always heard about it and I was kind of on the fence and like, how could that really help? That's kind of a lot of money to invest. Uh, thankfully, my insurance covers half of it. And so I started seeing an acupuncturist and it has helped me tremendously. And that's one thing I'm working on with my acupuncturist is balancing my hormones. But not only that, but it helps with your gut. And for me, my stress levels. That's like the only time my body goes in a complete zen mode and I fall asleep and it only it like almost feels like I'm gravitating off the bed and my body is just so so relaxed. So I think if you have the ability to do acupuncture, definitely doing that helps. And then even just slowing down and being like more easy on your body helps balance your hormones as well. Um that's definitely something I've seen a difference with as well. Like, who do you go to? <laughs> so I see La Jolla acupuncturist. She's, oh, she's the kindest lady in the world. She's 70, 70 years old, and she practiced um, Chinese medicine for 30 years. And what I love about her is that in the beginning of the session, she sits you down and asks you how you're feeling, what symptoms you're going through, what you want to work on, and then She does the acupuncture. um, And then she also gives me a really nice neck massage. She did massage therapy before doing acupuncture. 
Oh, it feels so good. I wish I could go every day, but um, yeah, I see La Jolla acupuncture, but there's so many great acupuncturists in San Diego. The way I found her was honestly Yelp. I look up acupuncturists and there's so many reviews and I tried to see a few of them, but with COVID, it can be a little weird. Um, some are completely closed down. Some are taking new clients, which is what I ran into a lot, but she's just a lady and she is literally one block up from me, which is so nice. And she was taking new clients and I think she still is, but she's a great resource. And she, um, I feel like sometimes I have too many cooks in the kitchen with all my health stuff. I'm seeing different naturopaths and she doesn't try to push any Chinese medicine on me. She tells me what she thinks would be beneficial for me. Um, but she doesn't, she isn't trying to like sell me too much stuff, which I really like. Um, she's just there to like help me along this journey, which is so nice. Definitely. And how often do you go? I was going once a month. Um, but then once I got off birth control, I started going every other week. So I'm really trying to get my period back. Um, that's something we're working on. But my naturopath, she's like, if you can go every day, if you can go once a week, go as much as you can. But um, financially, I can only afford biweekly. But it's like the perfect amount because committing to an hour every week is kind of hard to fit in your schedule. Um, but every other week, and now it's just like a consistent Mondays at 5 p.m. I see her and it's so nice. I look forward to it, especially on Mondays. It can be hectic with work, but knowing that I get to see her and just totally distressed is so nice. Definitely. And then also by doing on a Monday, it kind of sets your week up for um, like right? a very good intentional week ahead. Yes. I feel so zen afterwards. Yeah. It's my boyfriend, he's like, you always glow after. It's like, because I'm like at my most tranquil state of mind right now nothing can disturb me I'm so zen yes and I think also something that's really cool about acupuncture is that it has so many um things that it can I don't know what's like not tackle but what's the word I'm looking for it has so many things that you can improve on in your body like it's not just one thing like for me, I have so much going on. I had headaches. So I'm trying to get my period back. I have hormone imbalance. I've got issues. But it's not just one size fits all. You can be dealing with so many other things. And you can just go for one session and it improves everything, which is awesome. What's some of the stuff you've kind of learned through starting acupuncture, like about the body and the pressure points, maybe like stuff like that? Um, What I learned so much is that you have these pressure points and by just hitting on them even like there's a certain pressure point in your ear and she says if I get stressed just hit it and it helps like de-stress your body and calms it down so I never thought these tiny needles would do anything and she it's different every single time so I can't say exactly what pressure point she's hitting but it's crazy that just hitting these little nerves systems can totally de-stress and relax your bodies I honestly don't know the whole inside and out of it but it's amazing to see it actually happening and in your body and then going into that state and then seeing the improvement I never used to believe in it but I'm a firm believer now (laughs) definitely I feel like also with the things you're doing currently as you're getting off birth control it can also um 
be elevated into the next level. It can be like it aligns with the different stages of your life where right now you're using acupuncture to help you get off birth control and um, for stress, but also like down the line, you can have the, um, you could be using acupuncture to get pregnant. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that's exactly what she said. Cause I was asking her, I'm like, do you have any patients that are trying to get their period back? And she was like, yeah, and I also have patients that are trying to get pregnant. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like, she's someone that can be in my life forever, I think. I'll always have something. Definitely, definitely. It's like you have, like, your handful of people who you'll probably just stick with throughout these different stages right? of life. Yeah, I can't. I feel for people that move because, like, I have my eyebrow lady. You know, I have my acupuncturist. I have my naturopath. Like, I have a lady for everything. I I can't imagine. I don't think I'll ever be able to move. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, also, we're in like such a great um, city and state where a lot of this um, holistic medicine is practiced and is explored. And it's not weird to most people, I would say, in California to go to these type of Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine, like, etc. Um, so that's also very comforting that. Yeah, and people are open to talking about it, which is so nice. And you don't feel alone or like feel like you're a super hippie by going to a naturopath. There's so many different doctors. So even if you don't vibe with one of them, you're not seeing results. There's so many other you can see. But I feel very, very fortunate that we live in a place where this is well accepted. And then there is the resources out there because I can't imagine being in Wyoming and, you know, the closest thing is it. 7-Eleven, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so nice to live in such a great place with so many options. Definitely. And I feel, yes, yes. And also like the community that you gain by um, exploring these holistic methods to add into your life to help you change and make these adjustments. Um, I feel like people in this community of holistic health, it's just like a different vibe of people. It's, um, a different, I don't know, like it's a different space to be in because a lot of people seek out holistic health, I feel, because Western medicine is not doing the most that it can to help them. So they've decided, well, what can I lose? I've already, like you said, tried so many different things. Um, so it's also just a very, um, I don't know, gratifying community to be a part of it is absolutely and it makes you realize how many people are struggling with so many different things I mean when you go into a doctor's appointment you don't really talk about that doctor's appointment with anyone you're in and out of there in 15 minutes but with naturopaths you like to talk about it to people and say what supplements you're taking what's not working and what isn't working so I think it's just a more vulnerable space as well which I really like. People are talking about it more versus like, oh, yeah, I just went to Kaiser and got my blood work done. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's the community around it is so gratifying and so close knit, which I love and open minded, which is great. Definitely. And do you feel like by being in this community and along with your health and wellness blog that you started that it's kind of like something that's gone like hand in hand? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I think if I never had these gut issues and I never seen that best doctor, I wouldn't be on the journey that I am today. But the fact that I've struggled so much um, has led me to, to my passion about health and wellness. And as I started to learn more and more, I just kept investing more time into it. And it has made me love the health and wellness space more. But I think it definitely goes hand in hand. And there's so much um, knowledge out there about it. And I feel like I barely scratched the surface. So um, there's always more to learn. And there's so many books about it and so many podcasts, which is so great. And sometimes I feel like the health and wellness space can be saturated and it can feel too condensed. And I know a lot of people say a different things. And I think it does take time to be more in tune with your body to see what works for you. But what works for you might not work for somebody else. But I think what's cool is people are vulnerable, share what worked for them. You try it, and then if it doesn't, you don't do it again. But if it does, it's something that you practice. Um, but yeah, definitely goes hand in hand. I mean, for as long as I've known you, you've always been like one of the hardest workers ever in my personal life and as a friend. So I'm kind of just curious, like with all of the things you're involved in and working at Juneshine and your blog and just all the other endeavors. I'm curious to see how, how do you wind down? Like maybe, I don't know, like if you do you have a, like a routine or like, how does that work? Yeah. So that was something I was struggling with. My sleep was so all over the place and I'm kind of a worry word. Like it's, Something I didn't figure out about work or if I messed something up, I would think about it all night and I wouldn't be able to sleep. And if I have an idea that I'm super excited for in my blog, I can't stop thinking about it. Then I don't sleep. So I had to get into this routine to slow down my body and my mind, especially I'm like always, always working, which I love. But um, one thing that I started doing was making a cup of tea every single night and um, I gave up coffee recently, but tea I really have loved. So after I finish dinner, I make a cup of tea, which allows my body to know, okay, it's time to settle down. We're getting ready for bed. And I like to put calm in my um, tea, which is just a magnesium, which helps you sleep and it helps with your gut. So I put a little bit of that on. And something that I literally just started doing was no blue screens or phones um, an hour before bed because it keeps your mind racing. And I was trying to wear blue blocking glasses and seeing if that helped, but ultimately it just goes down to not being on your phone, not being on your computer, not watching TV. So I got back into reading, um, which is super nice because I used to do it a lot. And then I got overwhelmed with all the self-help books and I just felt exhausted. So I picked a fiction book, which is great. And um, so I started doing that before bed and it really puts me to sleep reading like no other. I just go to sleep. I read like five pages. I'm already asleep. But tea and Same. reading and no <laughs> bones. And just I love baths. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things. I'd put Epsom salt in it. And I don't do it every single night. But I definitely do it like three, three, two to three times a week. And I put Epsom salt and a little bit of essential oils. And I'll bring a book in there with me or I won't. And because I don't work out intensely anymore, I don't sweat that much. And sweating is so good for your body. So I like to make the bath super, super hot and then just sweat it all out. And that really, really helps easing my body and easing my mind. Um, 
but I wish I had a sauna. <laughs> if I had a sauna, I would go in there nightly just to detox. And um, I love being hot. So one day I, I will have a sauna. But yeah, those are my steps. Those are the steps I do to calm down. My, kind of my nightly routine. When you implement maybe all the steps in one night that you like have a better night's sleep or that you're energized the next day more than like others? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it not only that night's sleep, but the next day, how I wake up. Like, for instance, last night I went out with a friend and got a drink at a bar and it was only one drink, but my sleep was so messed up and I had night sweats and then I woke up at seven and I had a headache and so it would just like put me all out of whack and I feel so good when I stick to the regimen and I know I feel good and of course you have to live a little like you have you go out and do these things but I just know when I stick to these things and then when you start to do it it doesn't feel like a regimen doesn't feel like your choice your body just gradually does it but when I stick to all these things my body just goes in complete rest mode and I sleep so well, sleep the whole night through and then wake up without an alarm. And I just get up naturally at six when the sun comes up. I like to leave my blinds open. So I rise with the sun. Um, And I think the same thing goes with the morning routine too. If I stick to being kind to my body in the morning and doing movement and reading the daily stoic and just journaling down some thoughts, my whole day goes better and it's hard to get in the regimen at first it's hard to do these steps and tools but once you start to feel good doing them you just get in the habit and then you kind of just get addicted to it I'm like I need my tea and I need my bath um but it you, you just feel so good definitely what kind of tea and what kind of Epsom salts do you use I'm curious so um, I love Rishi tea. It's R-I-S-H-I. It can be found at Sprouts. It's all organic um, and it's just really great blend. And it's not like totally grinded up into like the tea powder form. It like you can actually see like the bits of ginger and the bits of turmeric. And um, they have the little pouches. And I love the turmeric ginger one in the morning. And I put some fresh ginger in there as well. And then at nighttime, they have an elderberry elderberry healer. Um, and it's got like berries and elderberries is great for immunity too. Especially with COVID, I've been trying to boost my immunity. So I'll have that one at night. Or they have a eucalyptus one that I really enjoy. Um, but the bags aren't that sustainable. So I want to order the bigger quantities from their website, which they have, which is awesome. Um, but Sprouts is just so easy to get them at Sprouts and they're not that expensive. And then Epsom salt, I use, I'm going to forget the name. It's Dr. Something. Um, it's like a purple bag, Mm -hmm. but also I just love the generic Whole Foods or Sprouts brand, but I love the lavender in it. Mm -hmm. And I recently got one with melatonin in it, which has been great before bed. I know it's lavender and melatonin. Yeah. It's so nice. Wow. Um, (laughs) I know. And I go through so much Epsom salt, but there's actually a zero waste shop in San Diego. It's in Encinitas and they have bath salts and you can buy it in giant quantities. So once I go through all my bags, I want to get a jar and go there and fill it up. But I love the lavender ones. Anything with lavender is so nice. 
Definitely. No, I love like uh, Epsom salts. I feel so relaxed after I take a bath I- with Epsom salt. And I also, for me, um, I was curious about your teas because um, one of the things that I implemented my like nighttime routine is either a tea or um, a supplement that usually has melatonin, valerian root, and magnesium in it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I What brand is that? Um so for the supplement, the one I use is Love Wellness. And it's there. I'm like it's purple. It's sitting over there. I forgot the name of it. Um but I really like it and I have been experimenting personally with um like taking it on this day and maybe not on that day. Like maybe if I've had like a glass of wine, like on a certain night, then I won't take it. Um, and just like kind of see like how my body reacts. And I find that when I don't drink and I take this supplement, I wake up and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm just like, oh, okay. I didn't have insomnia tonight. I slept through the night. I mean, for me, I have all these different like elements to help me sleep, like a weighted blanket and also like a lavender, like pillow spray, like all this different stuff. But yeah, like the um, I have like a nutritionist and herbalist that I work with and um, she recommended the tea to me, which is valerian root. And also she recommended one that's like chamomile ginger. And she's like, you can even mix them all if you want. Yeah, yeah nice spicy I like that yeah so I'm kind of just like I love learning about other people's routines and like rituals especially when it involves supplements and like natural things so totally cool same for sure okay so where can everyone find you on social media so my Instagram handle is at Grace Grosha um G-R-O-C-C-I-A weird last name and then my blog is www.graceann.co. Um, and then I'm not a TikToker. I wish I could get into TikTok. I just can't do it. But those are my main two platforms is Instagram and my blog. Cool. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun chatting with you. Yes, you too. Thank you.